It's time to catalog minor catastrophes, tell our real life terrors, and manifest some mayhem. That's right. Let's crack open the anxiety encyclopedia. I'm Catherine McNally. I'm Lorian McGill. We're back. Nobody else knows that we were away because we had we were ahead, but we're not not ahead. And so we're back. And today it's my turn and we're going to do something a little bit weird and a little bit different. And if it doesn't work, we're just going to blame it on I prepared it last weekend during the worst jet lag of my life. We're just gonna be like, what a weird idea you had when you hadn't slept. Okay, I'm really excited now. So the topic is lost luggage. That's what we're going to talk okay. about today. Okay. So Am I like constantly going around neurotically afraid about lost luggage? No, obviously I'm not. That would be crazy would even be... for me. Yeah. But even when you travel. Me. But it's topical. So last month I flew to Italy and we landed in Rome and all of my family. I was traveling with eight other people and all of their suitcases came off the conveyor belt. And then we just watched the empty conveyor belt for like five minutes and my bag wasn't there. So we sent most of my family home to the apartment in one taxi and my dad and a cousin waited and we had to do the thing. We went up to the desk and tried to communicate with someone who mostly spoke Italian and she pointed to pictures so I could describe my suitcase. And fortunately I had my bag tag because they had stuck it on my boarding pass in Portugal. And so, so I go to the apartment the nice man who's renting it to us because it was an Airbnb, actually, but Aldo was very sweet. And okay, he, Aldo. Had, he had bought me a toothbrush because when my uncle got there first, he was like, where can we get a toothbrush at Did this Did he hour? charge you did... $1,000 for it, though? No, that was okay. gratis. He just bought me that <laughs> toothbrush. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should check in with my uncle and find out if there was an extra, like, amenities <laughs> charge. And then Aldo accused me of, what, opening all the windows and turning out all the screens <laughs> in Italy in the summer. So that was like anxiety inducing, right? Because I didn't have any of my, I had one and a half outfits. I had the clothes I wore on the airplane. Oh my God. Yeah. I had a, and then I had it in my suitcase or in my backpack, like a t-shirt socks underwear. Right. And so I borrowed some pajamas to sleep in. I didn't have any of my skincare and I had already worn a mask for like 12 hours on the plane. So I was like, this is a really, I know this is a real first world vein problem, but my face is going to all you want out. Right. All you want is to use your products to feel a little bit more human. Yes. So like two days later, the airport did drop it off. There was this weird moment where the person WhatsApped me who was delivering it and was like, tip, please. And I was like, I don't have any cash. And also, you're bringing me my lost suitcase. Are you holding this is on you, buddy? But he wasn't. He left it. I did have to wear leggings to the Vatican. So that was yes. fun. I had flown in leggings. So the first day I borrowed shorts and a t-shirt from my mom. And then I washed my plane outfit and wore it again the next day. So, Two days is a long time. <laughs> it is. So it arrives that evening. And then a couple weeks later, I traveled again and I was definitely nervous when I landed in my final destination because I had had several connections and, uh, but my bag appeared, but of course I had lost luggage on the brain for most of June, most of June. So I thought like, let's talk about it. Let's unpack the mechanics of lost luggage. Unpack. I yes, see what you did there. That's right. <laughs> uh, we did. My family then had a running joke that what actually happened was my bag just didn't make it on the plane from Lisbon to Rome. And so 24 hours later, when they had the next flight from Lisbon to Rome, it did arrive. Uh, but the joke was that the Pope had somehow commandeered my bag because he needed all my 
like book themed t-shirts for the week <laughs> and then he you returned it when he was done look. with it and it was kind of funny because the day we went to the Vatican as we were leaving we didn't realize we thought we were just leaving but actually we happened to be leaving as they were clearing everyone out of the premises they were escorting everyone out because it turned out the Pope had had a hernia surgery and was being returned oh and so we were like he needed some comfy clothes for his surgery so then he returned my bag um which is part of the reason we we're talking about that and this is another tangent but it's a pretty funny story for us less for the woman and that's the center of it but as we got I on the plane to Lisbon so, so my mom and dad are on the plane and a woman gets on and they try to tell her they're really we're flying a smaller airline and they're really strict about the size of your carry-on if it's too big they're gonna check it and this woman is like no I have to have my things they're like just take out what you need for the flight and it will be sure. at your destination and she's like I have an audience with the pope this is for my presentation with the pope is and that what she was saying she was saying that she was like this is for my presentation with the pope i have an audience with the pope and we joked that she was trying to sell him life insurance or something um and she left she did not fly from portugal to rome with us she was so she got uh, kicked off mm-hmm. she we think she was escorted off the this flight. is what happens when you're a karen uh so anyway we're gonna talk about that super riveting topic baggage I don't know like have you ever wondered what the baggage handling process is I don't actually care you're gonna hear about it so just be like yes Yes. briefly yes I do wonder how they get lost like yeah seems like what are they they doing better other jobs right we have to think about how many suitcases go through a major airport every day so you drop your your bag off at the ticket counter and Maybe it's manned all start to finish. When I flew out of Japan, I couldn't check in online because I was flying through Japan Airlines. So I tried to do what I do, which is get to the airport two hours early, at least for an international flight. And I got to the airport and the person driving my shuttle said, so my flight was at 7.20 a.m. I got there about five. She said, they're not going to open the doors till six. I was like, the airport doesn't open until six. <laughs> she was like, yeah. I was like, I have to check in. I have to check my bag. I was like, okay, well, I guess that's fine. Um... It was fine, but that was stressful, right? Because I was like, this is how you lose bags, folks. And then, so, you know, your barcode, it has all the information for all your flights, or it should. And you have the matching tag that aligns to that barcode. And then if it gets lost, you show them the tag and you're like, please find my bag. Then you put it on the conveyor belt and your bag disappears. It's called the baggage handling system. The system might be so smart that it actually rotates and arranges your bags. Really? Human might have to do that. Some places have the system that does it. And then the bag is screened back there because they don't just take your word for it that you don't have a suitcase full of lithium batteries and fireworks. They run oh. it through it. They run it through an x-ray machine. Okay, that makes me feel better because I feel like humans are idiots. So you thought that they you they were just like, look at this list. Do you have any of this stuff? Yeah, like, like, do you have any put it on the plane? Go for it. <laughs> I worry. <laughs> uh then they get sorted whether they're early, on time, or late. If they're early, they go to like a separate area, an early bag store. If they're late, they get rerouted to another flight. So your bag actually might get there before you if it gets sent Mm -hmm. to a different flight. And if they're on time, they go to a makeup point and then they get loaded onto this big container that holds all the bags, like a storage container. And then that storage container gets driven to the aircraft and that's where it's loaded. So there's actually like a lot of room in there for your bag to go to the wrong place. There's a lot of stops. 
A bag is delayed until an airline declares them lost, usually like two weeks after arrival. So your bag is just delayed for like two weeks if you don't see it. a long time. Like five to 14 days. And so how do they get lost? Someone steals them. No, I don't think that's usually it. I do have one example of that, but usually that's not it. Okay. They might get, the label might be damaged or misprinted. And at that point, your bag might really be lost because there's just no way to track it. Like if you get the wrong label on your suitcase and it disappears into the bowels of the airport with thousands of other bags. But I like my stuff. Well, what if I have like another tag on it that has my name and address? Yeah. So if it ends up, well, you shouldn't put your address on there. But so just my name and my phone number? Name, phone number, and email. At least phone number or email. number? Yeah, social security number, mother's okay. maiden name, the street okay. you lived on in elementary school, your first teacher, your first pet. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but not your home address. Not, so address. <laughs> not your home address. Okay. Got it. Um, I mean, if it has another tag with your name on it, you might, someone might call you, you might find it. But it's not like going to come just out. Start, I'll just start putting up on the streets. Missing bag. Missing bag. Have you seen me? But if the label's misprinted, who knows where it ended up? Yeah. If your barcode is supposed to take it to Seattle and it ends up going to New Jersey, what are the odds that you're ever going to see that bag again? That's sad. <laughs> so sad. Uh, it's like the incredible journey like let's watch this suitcase travel it's the next pixar movie is going to be about a suitcase (laughs) with feelings getting home oh my god i'd watch that (laughs) um it's possible you didn't pick it up so it's in the unclaimed baggage area like you got delayed for some reason Mm -hmm. off your flight like you got stuck in customs hypothetically it could be the attendant put the wrong destination airport or just like put the bag on the wrong airplane. And so it had the right barcode, but it got stuck on the wrong oh, airplane wow. and ended up somewhere else. And then they're going to find it and get it to you eventually. Interestingly, of the biggest airlines, Southwest had the fewest mishandled bags from April 2021 to March 2022. So go Southwest. Southwest did a lot is- of shit, but you know what? They've had kind of a rough year. So we'll give them this. They did better with bags. Um, smaller airlines that generally use lose fewer bags but the reason is that they're dealing with fewer bags and also they generally have less connections if you're if you're not making any connections if your bag doesn't have to move airplanes it's probably going to be fine Hmm. i did worry when i got to lax from tokyo you, you have to pick up your suitcase like go through customs and then give your suitcase to someone else and they re they put it back they recheck it and I got to this so one where they were collecting luggage and she was like, if your flight leaves in less than an hour, take it with you to the plane, take and give it to the airline at the gate. And I looked at my watch and my flight left in like 56 minutes. And I was like, I'm not dragging this through LAX. I'm going to chance it. And I gave it to her and it was fine. It arrived on time, but I really rolled the dice there. I was coming home. I was like, eh, yeah. I'd rather close at home. <laughs> like I'm not pulling this for the next LAX is huge. Yeah. Like, do you want to drag your suitcase for a mile and a half? And I was already a little bit late because of customs. And then I, uh, I was like the last person on the plane because I got to my gate and they were like, now you actually have to take a bus to another terminal. This gate is actually a group of gates. And so wait for the bus (laughs) anyway. Oh, LAX. Uh, last summer when travel was just a nightmare, there were 
a lot. Lost luggage was also kind of a mess because there were so many cancellations. There were delays. People were getting stuck at airplanes, at airplanes, sometimes in airplanes. That's true. People were getting stuck at airports. Sometimes their bags went ahead. Sometimes their bags didn't go ahead. So it was just a mess. Yes. What's interesting is that as fees are charged, the more revenue airlines make on checked baggage, the fewer bags they lose. Really? Yeah. So I thought about it. And at first I was like, is this because they're just like holding our bags hostage until we pay them enough? But think about it. They're hopefully if you're paying for your bag, they're paying the people who deal with them a reasonable reasonable amount. And they're paying for like the systems that, that handle the baggage and the devices. Mm. So but Southwest gives you a back. free checked bag. <clears throat> so that, is that doesn't understand. That is the wrinkle. So let's say you lose your bag. What should you do? Freak out. Freak out. Cry in the airport. I did scream. Make a scene. <laughs> Go viral on the internet. Okay, end up on a no-fly list. You never lose <laughs> another bag. <laughs> I actually also, my bag also ended up one airport behind me the last time I flew internationally, which was in 2018. I flew to Scotland. My bag stayed an extra night in Dublin where we had connected from. And when we got to Scotland, it was eight or 9 AM hadn't slept. And I did go to the bathroom and cry after they told me that my bag was going to be at least 24 hours delayed. But you did it privately. Yeah. Like yeah. An adult. I think when the person was telling me, I was just like shell shocked. Right. Like I made them repeat it like six times. And then you were like processing and you're like, and now tears went to the bathroom. I cried. I just wanted, I was like, I just want my own socks. I want to brush my teeth. I want to wash my hair. Like those were the things I remembered. I was like, I just want a clean pair of socks. Look, if you have not cried in an airport at some (laughs) point in your life, I don't know what you're doing, but I think you need to like access those emotions. Crying in airports is kind of my thing. So it's perfect. And on airplanes, but I've definitely. And everyone leaves you alone because, you know, that's the airport. Definitely. The employees of the Sky Harbor Wendy's have never come across to the place where I was sitting at me like, why are you crying here again, (laughs) ma'am? So, and then I came out of the bathroom in Scotland and my friend who I was traveling with was like, I don't have your bag, but I bought you this chocolate bar. And I was like, good move. Good job. You knew exactly what to do. You acted appropriately. (laughs) And again, they delivered my bag the next day, but um, no, you should file a report or a complaint, whatever. You should go to the desk. There's one at the baggage claim. Make sure you get your claim number and a phone number so you can call them if they just never get in touch with you again. One place recommended, and this is like an erotic thing that I can't believe I've never done before. They recommended you take a picture of your suitcase before you leave. So that, because they are going to ask you when you're filling out that claim, what color is it? What kind is it? What size is it? Um, But I'm just imagining like opening up my wallet and having like prints, like an old school dad (laughs) wallet. That's just like all my suitcases. I'll be like, it's this one. (laughs) (sighs) Um, you can ask right away for them to reimburse your checked bag fee. Be like, I want that $35 back. You did a bad job. I need that $35 to go buy new clothes because I have none. Make sure they're actually going to deliver it to you. Most airlines do this as default, but if they act like they're going to make you come back and get it, you should negotiate for them to drop it off at your home. I feel like we've definitely done that before where they're like, you have to come back in two hours. And it's like, what? Well, in two hours. And I'm just like, I guess I'll just wait. Yeah. And then 
you should keep track of your expenses if you have to buy clothes, toiletries, and hold on to receipts because they might reimburse you for it. There's a lot of red tape, but they're really supposed to reimburse you. So the Department of Transportation says mm. airlines are required to compensate passengers for reasonable, verifiable, and actual incidental expenses that they may incur while their bags are delayed, subject to the maximum liability limits. So don't go crazy, but okay. you, you got to buy don't some. Don't start buying Louis Vuitton. And... Right. Not your moment. Right. You'll be like, were there purses in your suitcase? Yes. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, my bag was full of other bags, full mm-hmm. of luxury bags. <laughs> that was my bag of bags. And I couldn't wait until it maybe showed up. I needed those bags for mm-hmm. my audience with the Pope. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that lady was doing with the Pope. Selling life insurance. And then if you get it back, you should check for damage. But like, what are they going to do? Unless it's like actually exploding or something. Yeah. You know, the handle. I did watch the handle from a roller bag just go around the baggage conveyor one Just point. alone. Yeah. It was just like the metal bars and <laughs> yeah. the part across the top. And then follow up if you don't hear anything. So here's a quote from... Truth, airline, lost luggage, travel addicts, automated baggage tracking is hardly a science. Feels like it should be a science. Despite having (laughs) barcodes, the baggage search process is largely a manual one. It requires an airline representative to manually search what's called the World Tracer computer system for misdirected bags. It's a computer system. Practically every airline uses it at over- Misdirected bags. Misdirected bags is that, it's, that's the, our Pixar movie is just called Misdirected. Yeah. Um. Your little Rolly suitcase, Rolly, or maybe his, him already? his name was like, my suitcase says uh, Lucas on the front. That's the brand. So maybe his name is Lucas or Lucas. something. So World Tracer, 440 airlines use it at 2,800 airports, and but you have to get the airline to manually initiate the search process. Okay. So you have to, sometimes you got to be loud. You got to complain loudly and frequently. And then if your stuff is like lost, lost, you give the airline an inventory and approximate value. You're like, this is $5,000. Got to bring it down. See, these are the bags that were in my bag. Of are bags. we talking about just the stuff in it or also the emotional toll that this has taken on me? Because <laughs> that's worth a lot. <laughs> um, so Department of Transportation says... In America, airlines are responsible for up to $3,800 for domestic flights. Uh, the international laws are different, so they're only responsible for up to $1,780. Okay. Um, airlines, it it was funny because I read, they were like, airlines can pay more, but they're not required to. And I was like, you think an airline is going to pay more than they're required to pay? Cute. Oh. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing I learned is that some credit cards have what's called a lost luggage policy. So if you buy the flight on that credit card, they might be able, they might compensate you for lost luggage, which is pretty weird. You can also buy travel insurance. Do you usually buy travel insurance when you're checking out and the website you're using is like, what if you get sick? No, never, never. I'm already paying more than I want to pay almost inevitably. Yeah. I'm going to say no. And then I learned about this thing called the Unclaimed Baggage Center. Okay. And so the Unclaimed Baggage Center has a deal with domestic airlines where after 90 days, a bag is deemed unclaimed and it gets sold to this company, this Unclaimed Baggage Center. Okay. 
Apparently this is less than half a percent of the luggage is deemed lost like this. Um, the unclaimed baggage center, they get your bags and they sort everything. They open it up. It's mortifying to me to think of someone. Mm. Also like my dirty clothes in there. Like I know no. on the way home, it's just full of dirty, like it's all dirty clothes and toiletries. All... What are you going to do with that? I'm not flying with a bag full of luxury bags. Um, they sort it. Some things are recycled. Some things are trashed. Some things are repurposed. And then like 30% of the items they resell. And that includes the luggage itself. If it's nice, um, repurposing is donating. They donate a good amount mm-hmm. for the stuff that they're selling. They go into the electronics and they have to purge all the information. They have jewelry and luxury bags mm-hmm. authenticated, uh, and they like bring people in like experts to help price. They clean all the clothes on site. They have one of the biggest dry cleaning facilities on site. It's this big warehouse in Alabama. And you can now shop online, the unclaimed baggage center. Is but... there discounts? Yeah. Cause it's like used. Okay. So it's kind of like thread up for all the random stuff you packed. Maybe I should like. I'm getting attached to like my shitty like clothes that aren't worth nothing but like people actually have real jewelry that's not made out of like plastic and that's in their baggage all my stuff would end up in the trash oh mine too even when I lost (laughs) my luggage I was like I'm sad about xyz and it was jewelry but it was all just like stuff that's sentimental it wasn't like real jewelry you really shouldn't have that in your checked bag anyway. If you're traveling yeah. with it, you should put it in your carry-on. Only travel with stuff that's not worth anything. Right. Everyone knows Which that. is classic. Everything I own is not worth anything. <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> I don't have anything valuable enough to worry about. Uh, in 1995, Oprah featured the Unclaimed Oprah. Badges Baggage Center as one of America's best-kept shopping secrets. It was actually started in 1970. So it's been around for 50 years. Wow. It was started by this guy who bought unclaimed baggage from a bus line. And then he eventually started reselling it, partnered with the airlines. That's how it started? Yeah. He just like started buying it and reselling it. And then he partnered with the airlines. Just like one dude who's like, it seems like we're just throwing away a lot of random stuff on this bus line. They get an estimated 7,000 items a day. Wow. This includes the actual luggage and the contents. But when you think about the fact that if less than half a percent of luggage right. is lost, that's less than half a percent of luggage is 7,000 items a day. They get all kinds of stuff. They get a fair amount of luxury goods, according to the website, or at least that's what they're prioritizing to sell. An employee said, to me, the most shocking thing we've ever unpacked was a live rattlesnake. Oh, no. Back in the 90s. Before TSA, before they probably were like, do you have lithium batteries, fireworks, or rattlesnakes in your checked bags? Uh, He said, we found real human shrunken heads, suits of armor. Okay, this is, I'm perking up now. Now I'm ready. Okay, tell me all the other weird stuff. Shrunken heads? You know, kinds of stuff. I mean, it's probably like 99% dirty laundry and then occasional shrunken head. And then a shrunken head. Which I don't oh understand God. why you abandon your shrunken heads. Seems like you probably like Seems... were on an archaeological dig or something right. and Seems went to important. get that. Uh, although, or maybe it's like Airbnb and you're disposing of something in this manner. Where I recommended that's Honestly, how I would dispose of a body. You're packing a suitcase probably... under a false name. That's probably the best way to do it. 
I don't know how you check a bag under a false name. I don't either. Well, so now I'm imagining the person with the rattlesnake. Like, do you think they thought like, oh, no, my rattlesnake. I feel like someone who's packing a live rattlesnake probably doesn't have that much empathy, but. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Why would you check your rattlesnake? Why do you have a rattlesnake? They're pretty dangerous. And you're putting it in a suitcase to be rattled around in the, I don't know. I don't mess with snakes. Never. Oh, I'm no, sure that's my shocking. rattlesnake. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> how they were. Oh, no. What would they name it? Well, and then you have to think about oh, it. Oh, no, Steve. The rattlesnake. <laughs> you have to consider also, though, it's, do snakes kind of have, like, go dormant? Is that a snake thing? I mean, you know that I I'm very passionate about snakes and know everything about them. I don't know. I do. That's why I ask you because they're cold blooded, right? So they can like slow their heart. Because I'm just thinking about the fact that they impact a live rattlesnake that had yeah. been in a suitcase for 90 days. That's a long time. Do you think that the owners like sprinkled in some food first? Yeah, mice, Here live mice. Buddy. Yeah, just mice carcasses all over the inside of the suitcase mm. and a rattlesnake. Horror show. It's really weird. I want to know more. I need some more information about that, buddy. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some stories of mishandled luggage. That's really what we're here for, right? So Ashlyn, Ashling B, who's an actress, she's a star of This Way Up on Hulu. Hmm. She was in that show with Paul Rudd, Living With Yourself. Oh. Okay. Um, she's an Irish actress. And she went on the Jimmy Kimmel show last summer in a hotel robe and slippers because the airline lost her luggage. Oh, my God. Uh, a man, a couple years ago, he got so annoyed with Aer Lingus. One of his bags didn't make a transfer. They were being really unhelpful. He made a PowerPoint presentation about where his bag was because he could see <laughs> where it had ended up with an air tag, and it wasn't oh. at an airport. It wasn't at a courier location. So it appears that it was just given to the wrong person or someone stole it. Uh, they weren't oh, helpful, man. but it did go viral on social media. His PowerPoint presentation. We <clears throat> love a PowerPoint. Yeah, give me a give me a slide deck. Um, a family from Nepal visited their daughter in Canada, and when they got there, they discovered that the bag with important medication was missing. So they had five days worth in their carry-ons, but they were traveling, they were visiting their daughter for two months, and they oh didn't speak a lot of English, so they were worried about trying to get two months worth of medicine through customs. So they had checked most of it, um, and they got their bag back after 24 days. <gasps> At that point, they'd already had to pay out of pocket to see a doctor in Canada and get new prescriptions. I hope they were reimbursed. I hope so, too. I don't know. It didn't say. A man named Daryl Pope was flying home from Democratic Republic of Congo to Newfoundland in January of this year. He flies a time for work. He's a seasoned traveler. But he had this multi-connection flight. There's obviously not a direct flight from Democratic Republic of Congo to Canada. So he had like several connections. And when he got to Newfoundland, it wasn't there. And the airline was not helpful. But he had an air tag on it. And he could see that it was in Rittenhouse Square, which is in Philadelphia. So well, where did you go wrong? Like, well, he didn't go. Right. Someone. The airline. <laughs> so we went on Facebook. Oh my God. Usually not a good start, but he found this Rittenhouse Square group on Facebook. And as like a last ditch effort, he posted to see if anyone had seen the bag. So my missing bag idea, he's taking it and he's running with it. And someone actually had seen his bag. So 
Aaron Cook, who's a longtime manager at the um at Park, the Steven Star restaurant, it has these views of Rittenhouse Square. And he was a week before he had gotten a piece of luggage for an, a new employee who was coming. The employee was traveling from India to work at the restaurant and they'd gotten a piece of luggage marked for him and held it for him because they didn't have their permanent address yet uh, when they left India. So they had to list the restaurant, right? So he took the bag and when the employee got there, he turned it over to the employee. And then like two days later, another piece of luggage arrived also marked for that employee. And when Cook tried to give it to the employee, he was like, this isn't mine. This isn't my luggage. So he looked at it and he realized that the baggage tracking system had somehow connected this bag from Daryl Pope's bag from Democratic Republic of Congo to Newfoundland to this Indian employee. Um, But he could see that the name was Daryl Pope. So he had actually messaged Pope before Pope had even made his post but he he didn't see the message because it probably mm. went to the requested folder. And so then when he saw him pop up in the Facebook group, he got in touch with him. They have no idea how it ended up in Philadelphia. They FedExed his bag to him. Daryl Pope's employer paid for it. It cost $750 to FedEx the bag from Philadelphia to Canada. And that's just so crazy. That dude was like really working to return the stranger's bag. He messaged him on Facebook yeah. multiple times. Just like... Wow. And of course, I looked, of course, I looked on Quora briefly. So Good, you uh, have to. user Ryan Novoselsky said ticket agent accidentally checked my bag in under someone with the same first four letters of their last name. Uh, it was someone booked on my flight who habitually books flights they don't take. I didn't notice my boarding pass had my name on it. The little tag the ticket agent handed back to me did not. If I didn't keep the tag, I likely would never have gotten my bag back. And then user Jerry Ruffner traveled a lot for work. He said most of the time he got his bags back, but one time he was booked on a flight out of Helsinki to Frankfurt with a connection in Boston. I arrived in Frankfurt and something had gone wrong. I had no space on the onward flight to Boston. Lufthansa was very good about it. They got me a flight to Zurich and put me in first class from Zurich to Boston on Swiss Air. So far, so good. However, in Boston, things went downhill, no baggage. Fortunately, Boston was where I was living. I went home and after a few weeks, the baggage was declared lost. Then Lufthansa and Swift, Swiss Air got into a discussion about who should pay the comp- compensation. Finally, I got $800. This was the mid 70s. So that's like a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> the suitcase was not expensive. There were a few suits, some dirty laundry, and a book or two in it. I was reasonably happy. About 18 months later, oh God. <laughs> I was at a company sales meeting that was being held on Cape Cod. My secretary in Boston got a call from Delta Airlines in Atlanta saying they had a suitcase with my name on it and asking <laughs> if I wanted it back. Sure, why not? So Delta, remember, they had nothing to do with this mess. Blew it to Boston Logan. From Logan, a courier took it to my office in Boston. From my office, a company helicopter flew it to Cape Cod where it was delivered oh to me. <laughs> I would say this was one well-traveled suitcase. Here's the end of the story. The suitcase, which was a cheap one, was in good shape. Everything I can remember was in there. But the odor from 18-month-old dirty laundry that had apparently been stored in a warm warehouse was overwhelming. Nothing in that suitcase was usable. Oh, no. Oh, God. And now a few non-lost but still mishandled stories. In 2010, a pipe burst in Heathrow and dumped sewage that's right human waste on over 200 suitcases no in 2008 a woman's suitcase was set too close to the engine and it caught fire on the tarmac the way that That i read it absolutely be one of us it would (laughs) that would have been us 
just ours. For sure. For sure. It was just hers. And the way that I read it, the story that I read said that the pilot called her into the cockpit and was like, see that? That's your suitcase. How do they know it was hers? I don't know. It feels a little suspect, but it's a good story. Can you imagine being called up to the cockpit? It's like being just, called to the principal, but like 10,000 times, times worse. worse. Like, what is the... What is she thinking about as she's going up there? Like, do they think I'm a terrorist? Like, what is wrong? Like, am I getting kicked off the plane? I just feel like or... I'm finally gonna get one of those wings. Those wings. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then just watching your suitcase be on fire. Burn. I feel like they just let it burn itself out on the tarmac. Nothing else is around. Who put it that close to the engine? My that's your 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 that's your have a nice flight it'll be two hours and 30 minutes we'll get you a free drink voucher flight time today is one hour and 45 minutes and that is your suitcase burning on the (laughs) folks if you look to our left you can see passenger smith suitcase burning on the tarmac as soon as that little guy burns itself out we'll take off we should be good to go In August 2010, at Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, which is a cursed place, mm-hmm. they discovered that a man was routinely stealing stuff off of the conveyor belt. It wasn't clear to me whether he was an employee or just like a dude who hung out in baggage. He stole like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of wow. stuff over a period of time. Quite the Did hustle. Need some hobbies. I hope he found a rattlesnake. I hope he found really weird things. So how afraid do we really need to be? <laughs> I would say, you know, of all the things to worry about, this ain't it. But some stats are that according to the Department of Transportation's Air Travel Consumer Report, the odds of a major airline misplacing your bag is less than 1%. It's like seven mishandled bags per 1,000 customers okay. uh, in 2022. And mishandled means they define it as lost, delayed, damaged, or pilfered. And I just think some copywriter was like, should I put stolen? Is it okay if I use pilfered instead? Is that okay? Is anyone going to, can I write it into like the official DOT report? No one said Pilfered. (laughs) And they let her and she was so happy about it. I know I would be, if I was writing copy for this, I would be like, yes. (laughs) Um, Tiny airlines don't have to report their numbers. Wow. A 2023 article lists the top 10 airlines most likely to lose your luggage as Chicago O'Hare. That checks out. That's also a cursed place. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Reid in Las Vegas, San Diego International Airport, Austin Bergstrom International Airport in Austin, Hartsfield Jackson, Atlanta, uh, Charlotte Douglas in Charlotte, North Carolina, LAX, of course. It's just gigantic. LAX and O'Hare are just so gigantic. Um, Washington Dulles, Philadelphia, and Tampa International Airport. Hmm. These are all gigantic airports that see a ton of bags and a ton of connections. So just the odds are better at one of these giant airports make sure your id card has your name your phone number and your email address but not your home address pick a brightly colored bag tag so that you can see it and it doesn't get picked up by someone else with a similar bag Mm -hmm. you can put an air tag in it if that makes you feel good sometimes it's not helpful because the airline will be like we don't care you have to like go track it down yourself which is dangerous check in early the earlier you check in the more likely your bag is to actually end up on your plane show up eight hours early your bag will be there well actually (laughs) the airport might be closed and when possible you should fly nonstop. 
because again, the fewer connections you have to make, the, the less better odds are that your bag actually goes where to your going. destination. So that's the exciting and scary world of lost luggage. That's an idea I had on an airplane in the middle of the night. So you're welcome for that. I love it. A little misguided luggage. Misdirected. Oh, so, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so what is making you anxious this week? All right. So at the end of the school year, um, I decided I was going to make cookies for the lunch because lunch has been great. And so I made cookies. That's so nice. With Christine. She helped me. And so I gave out literally like all of them. Okay. There was like a lot. And we were down to like the last three. And one of the people at lunch um, who I work with, he's like the social studies person that like we work together a lot. Um, but he takes a cookie, he leaves, he comes back and he's like, Catherine, and he has the cookie in his hand and it's hanging by a hair, the longest hair you've ever seen. And in that moment I died. I was like, this is the worst case scenario. There's been like 45 fucking cookies and the one cookie with a hair in it is him who's he thought it was hilarious honestly like look out of all the ways you could react i guess that's a better one but he thought it was hilarious he was like cackling and meanwhile i was dying of mortification yeah did your skeleton leave your body yes yes i was just like uh, and i told christine i was like oh guess what happened today it's got to be hers right (laughs) doesn't she have the longer hair yes i was like (laughs) And when it happened, I was like, I'm going to need to see the hair color so that we can compare it if it's. <laughs> and so Christine was even like, we both had our hair up and everything. I was like, I know, but guess who is handling the dough the most? You. So I will be throwing you under the bus. I have to say, maybe this is just the type of person I am. I would never bring that to someone. I would never want to make someone know that that had happened. Right. This, he thought it was hilarious. And then you know what he did? He told, because we have, like, no. the same group of kids. They go from his first period to my second period. He told the kids? He told them! And he did warn me before. He was like, oh, yeah, I was going to tell them, and then I didn't. And I was like, please do not do that. Give middle schoolers ammunition like that. But then it was the last day, and so I kind of didn't give a shit anymore. And they were honestly, like, just suddenly they were swarming my desk. Like, he told us he made us cookies. He told us, where are our cookies? Where are our cookies? And I was like... He ate them all. Sorry, guys. Like, they were actually, like, out of all the things they could have done, they were pretty chill. And they were oh, even really good. nice. Like, one kid was like, look, you know, one time I had hair in my food at lunch, and it was, like, pretty gross because it's like, I don't know where that hair came from. But, like, this is best case scenario because <laughs> you your hair's clean. <laughs> I may have said this before, but because it's, like, one of my guiding principles, but it's really important to me it's absolutely crucial that anytime I find a hair in my food I believe it's mine I yeah that's the thing I'm in deepest denial about in my whole you're life. like this is blonde it's mine it could be blonde <laughs> long I, I'll be like it's mine or the dogs right that's yeah. my that's my fallback but like it's so important to my mental health because I love food so much do you think I'm gonna stop yeah. eating I'm not yeah. I'm not so I just have to be like it's mine and throw it away before anyone can look at it like that's 
Yeah. That's and rough, that was the first dude. time I baked them anything. I'm never baking them anything ever again. What a jerk. Certainly not that guy. Although you're right. At least Just he didn't freak out, Just cackling down the hallway. It brought him so out. much joy. Yeah. So yeah. Hair in a cookie. I swear, guys, I this doesn't happen a lot. And it's probably all Christine's fault. So. <laughs> what about you? Mine was earlier this week. I got... So I flew last week. I got home middle of the week and I just knew that the odds were pretty good. I was going to get a migraine sometime in the next two weeks. Cause it's like, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of not sleeping and also a lot of stress to travel for work. So my body kind of stores it up. It kind of knows when I can be debilitated by a migraine and holds off. So I did. Um, so I was worried about that. And then Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, I did get one. It was fine. I took my medicine. It worked. The medicine like bypasses the actual migraine and moves to the migraine hangover, more officially known as the post-drome. And it, for me, is um, sometimes aphasia, not this time. Sometimes, uh, really, I'm super hungry. That actually didn't happen this time either, but it makes my body hurt, mm. like from my chest up. Uh, everything just hurts all my muscles and my joints and actually my skin. Like when I wash my hands, my skin oh, hurts, Yeah, um, just for about 12 hours. So I was fine the next day, but the, almost the worst part is waiting for it to happen. So once it happened, then I was like, cool, it's over. No big deal. So rolled right on. What is bringing you joy? Um, it's gotta be. It's summer finally, and I just had my friends Karen and Connor come to visit, and we had so much fun. Like, I feel like every day we just kept being like, this is just so nice. It's just like, I feel so happy and so content, like being like, there are those kinds of people that you just like haven't seen in a while, but when you do, it's like, you're right back where you started, where you left off, and it's just, yay. It's nice hanging out with people who you can like be yourself I feel like you know this whole year I've been meeting so many new people Mm. you're like slowly letting your true self out but you're not like completely you know 100% so yeah it's gotta be them visiting that's awesome yeah what about you well I'll go back all the way a few weeks ago to vacation that I complained about so I feel like I got to follow up. It was <laughs> wonderful. It was beautiful. We had a really great time, ate a lot of good food. And Venice was like the coolest place. We also stayed in Rome and Florence, but Venice is magical. And it's one of those things where I've always wanted to go to Venice because it has this kind of idea, but it, for me, at least it totally lived up to expectations. It was really, really cool. And yeah, so I just had a really awesome time. So that's all. I love it. still riding that high. all right the world can be a scary place don't forget to take a deep breath thanks so much for listening if you liked what you heard make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on instagram and twitter at the underscore anxiety pod we'll talk to you next week